<laughs> the radio station that makes you feel good all the time. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about my career. I felt this thrill going up my leg. I don't feel no ways tired. Now watch this drive. This is the Brian Suits Show. Wow, we're fresh out of stuff to talk about. Hey, I'm Sun Sunday, KTTS. Good morning, everybody. You're your 9th of February, 2024. And it's the 60th anniversary of the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show, which was a show in 1964. Uh, and it was a Sunday night show, uh, apparently. And it was, it was uh, by proportion, the most watched show in American history and I think up to this point included because 73 million viewers and the nation was only like 185 or something. Anyway, uh, anyone catch that press conference with the screaming old man yesterday? I, You know what? I'm glad the GOP has gone there calling for 25th Amendment because you've probably never had more Democrats on your side than this morning. Uh, that was unscheduled. They they did say there was supposed to be a statement, but the the her report H U R. This is the uh, special prosecutor um, who investigated the whole classified documents in the garage with the Corvette. Did sit there with a the Corvette, and so the first line in his uh, report yesterday was uh, nothing rises to. Not, not going to be prosecuted. I'll, I'll get that. But then he has to go on and justify. A special prosecutor has to go on and say why. You don't just say, no harm, no foul. Like, like okay, you know, to, to play fair here, Comey did this with Hillary. I mean, I thought surely because she had no legal clearance to possess uh, the, the stuff she had. First Lady has... Um, maybe the most entry-level clearance or something, certainly not retain it. But he said, I've chosen not to uh, press charges. And that was 10 days before the 2016 presidential election. And then he said why. He he had to say why. And I thought it was weak weak sauce. But anyway, but, but he did detail what the charges would be as a special prosecutor has to do. Um, so anyway, the talking points from Liberal TV today on the part of uh, CNN and MSNBC is express outrage that that language, if you haven't heard, by the way, <laughs> the special prosecutor described him as an elderly man <laughs> with, with a failed memory. And so he would be particularly sympathetic to the jury and probably not a good prosecution. And so, I mean, that's, by the way, heads up, U.S. attorneys have unlimited money, and if they don't get a win, they won't charge. So that, that's what you saw in the process there. And so Biden came out to have us make a statement, and all the verbal gab, and he came out to deny he has a bad memory, and and I mean, what a disaster. I'm, I would, I, I, we, I don't want to play it, in real time, um, I was I was eating. I had a kid uh, is training with a friend. They were training at this gym next door and a pretty good Japanese restaurant there, Kinja. And I popped in and I had me some pork katsu um, and some other uh, Japanese delectables. And I had it on. I don't know why, but 
um, I had it on YouTube TV, and for some reason Biden was on. And I thought, well, that's a long clip. And I, I chime in, and when I cut in, he's confusing the president of Mexico with the president of Egypt, Mohammed al-Sisi, with, uh, uh, what's his name, Andres... With AMLO, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico. And he's saying that the president of Mexico was somehow had a gate with Gaza and, and let aid in. I'm like, oh, another another gaffe. But I hadn't heard that one. And then I realized this is live. And then it was a president. I saw the little super that said president reacts to uh, charges of memory loss and diminished mental capacity, and I'm like, no, this is it. this is this is him uh, live denying that. By the way, producer Greg is here, um, and I, I don't you think that the world that everything about the presidency shif shifted on its axis last night? You asked me earlier in the week. What Who's the president of Mexico? You said Mohammed El Sisi. In addition to that, you said what percent chance do you give Biden to be the nominee? Uh, in the fall, and I said 68%. I'm now putting that down at about 38% after yesterday. It was an absolute train wreck for President Biden, so much so that conservative CNN commentator Scott Jennings said it would have been better had Biden been indicted yesterday. In yeah. Fact, uh, it was actually worse. And then because, he's trying to talk him into indicting him, saying, no, I got, yes. I have my marbles. <laughs> right. I'm fine. But the thorn in his side for so long has been the narrative that he's just far too old, and every day that passes by, more and more evidence comes out that validates that narrative live and and i wonder how many people were watching it live but everyone has seen it you'll be seeing it by the end of today and they can't help but 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 they're trying they're covering so hard on msnbc for the guy and we'll we'll get to a little bit of it because uh there, there's there's some people with uh integrity um who were former u.s attorneys who actually work for msnbc and one of them had some very bad uh, news uh, for them earlier today. But, oh, well, let's just uh, give you some highlights on this morning's end of the week morning montage. Yeah, so let me uh, start down a path, Willie, that will make me unbelievably unpopular uh, this morning. Squatters have taken over hundreds of houses in Atlanta. We intend to investigate fully and to respond. I just said, close the border. It's closed. Then I went to Mexico. I negotiated with Mexico. You would be willing to release him to us and we'll bring him back to the United States. Do not use melatonin to put your kids to sleep. So. And can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I can let you speak. And you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. He be forgetting things, saying things over and over. The president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate. How in the hell dare he raise that? I think this guy put it well. He be forgetting things saying things over and over. And I, as I read yesterday, he's talking about a person that already had passed away. As if they were alive. Um, yeah, I mean, we never played that. I thought I thought the audio was, was uh, not good enough, but <clears throat> um, he was telling some story, a folksy anecdote about right after he was elected, not senator for the fourth time, but president, meaning in two, 2021, one of the first things he did was go to a, a G7 meeting in Europe. 
and he said that um, that president that he he said that next to President Mitterrand, which would have been stinky, would have been would have been next to a brandy filled corpse. And and he said America's back, and he he told some total BS story that the German Chancellor was uh, not. Uh, it was not Angela Merkel at the time. It was the current guy, Olaf Scholz, and it was not. Um, and he told some BS story about um, that Olaf Scholz said, what if uh, you heard that a parliament in Britain, a crowd of a thousand, had lynched two bobbies, two, two police, um, and had stopped an election? He was trying to draw some parallel with the Europeans seeing January 6th. With that. And it was a totally made-up story. Um, and I, I didn't I didn't play it because it was so badly mic'd. I mean, it's like, it's like he, if he doesn't have Marine One in the background, he has he's he's got a fan or air conditioning noise or, or something. But um, it was um, <clears throat> it just wasn't good. I mean, I mean, like globally, not good to the point where I mean, I I, I came up in the eighties and I heard constantly Saturday Night Live. Um, you know, early liberal news and all that, that Reagan was really old. And in all likelihood, in the in his final year, probably there were some symptoms of Alzheimer's or or whatever, but there there was never anything like this last night. And you've been you've been seeing uh you have been seeing him Biden, you've been seeing glimpses of it, and they've been resting him, obviously. He that that was eight PM. Uh, DC time. That was old man tired. That was tired old Biden. And he'll be avoiding that Super Bowl interview for the second year in a row, which yeah. has been a tradition of presidents for a long time. Not I wonder why one. he's skipping that. And some cold water was poured on the uh, the morning Joe anger uh, on this. And and I mean, don't 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 be wrong about this. Don't underestimate this in in American liberal media from CNN to MSNBC. The producers are angry that this is now a discussion, but obviously it needed to be. And I don't. This is not this year's Black Swan event. I'm just saying, um, somebody couldn't manage him last night, and he said, "No, I'm going to go out and make that statement. I'm going to call the president of Mexico uh, CC, and I'm going to say that Mexico had a gate on Gaza." And that's the thing. All these little things are what he was out there to deny exist. And if you're rolling your eyes saying, oh, come on, most Americans don't know who the president of Egypt is, or that Mexico is not on Gaza. Well, that's the point. Most Americans aren't president. And you know what? Honestly, most Americans don't have any business as president. So there's that. Um, also, uh, what's his name? John Rosenberg, <clears throat> the former federal prosecutor. He knows he knows where his bread, bread is buttered. When he goes on MSNBC, he's a paid pundit. And he knows where his bread is buttered today is supposed to be how how dare he how dare that uh, U.S. attorney uh, call him an elderly man, a well-meaning elderly man, and so unprosecutable. And uh, well, let's uh, let me play that for you. Here's a uh, this, this was uh, Peter Ducey from Fox with the temerity, the untrammeled malevolence to actually quote from the report. The special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because. In his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man 
with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's I put this country back on its feet. I mean, I, I remember 2021. Uh, we were not on our knees in the grips of a depression and people unemployment lines around the block or whatever. But, I mean, that's that's really how he boils down uh, the last three years. I don't need his recommendation. It's how totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I can let you speak. That's, uh, that's See, normally people would get the joke. All the toadies and, and leg humpers around him would get the joke and go, bah, ha, 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 ha. But they don't even react to that. It wasn't a great joke, but I mean, it was it was a joke. You know, he probably had some lined up for uh, Peter Ducey anyway. It has gotten worse, Mr. President. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. And so it, it, it gets worse. The, this is the one, you'll hear that a little later on. This is the one where he snapped. He He's talking to the press and he says, that's your opinion, but not the rest of the press. But they're all, now, now that the first bite has been made by Ducey and that federal prosecutor, they're finally able to ask the question, because it's now part of the news. They're not going to get back to MSNBC or CNN and be yelled at by their their editor. Uh, they can now ask the question because it's just following up um, is is what it is. But so anyway, this here is the last honest man on MSNBC um, at 10 minutes after three this morning delivering the bad news. And on a day like today, no Biden supporter wants to hear bad news. Yeah, so let me uh, start down a path, Willie, that will make me unbelievably unpopular uh, this morning. So number one, under the special counsel regulations, her, the special counsel, H-U-R, has an obligation. He shall write a report. He must write a report. Mm -hmm. If you're writing a report to the attorney general of the United States and you're recommending that someone not be prosecuted, which I think is the right recommendation, then you would tell the attorney general why you think that person ought not be prosecuted. And that's why. So, so you hear, you, you, from a former U.S. prosecutor, U.S. attorney, um, and former prosecutor, you, you you hear that it's a requirement. It would he would have been remiss to not include that if he had said, "Well, we're not we're not going to prosecute." It, well, a reason would be nice. Well, he's required to provide a reason. He does. I was a federal prosecutor for a long time. We assess our witnesses, we assess our cases, we talk about them, we talk about it, we talk about the factors that we think will and will not play in front of a jury. If Rob Herr's assessment was that Mr. Biden was sympathetic or that he had a faulty memory, that is absolutely something you would tell the attorney general in a confidential report. Meaning that you would say, look, here's the thing about this uh, possible defendant. As a defendant, this guy would be tough. He'd be sitting there eating a banana, you know, or, or whatever, and or some oatmeal. And uh, I, I feel here's the thing, producer Greg, and this is a quick impromptu on air staff meeting. That was really pitiful last night. I, I think beyond a question, that was the most frail, feeble old man I've seen called president ever. I mean, and that's the thing. 
On the last day of Reagan's presidency, he was still younger than Biden on Biden's inauguration day. And so, I mean, we have a different scale. People aren't supposed to live as long as Biden and, and be president. But he is surrounded by a phalanx of people that are saying it's not a problem, nothing to see here, move along. And they've been doing really, really well here until early February. And look, you and I are neck deep in this stuff. And so for a long time, we've noticed Biden's age and, and how it's hurting him and affecting him. And yes, it is kind of pitiful and painful, but he be forgetting I, stuff. I, I was watching some of these He be forgetting things. He be forgetting things. <laughs> My wife walked in the room while I was watching it, and she doesn't pay nearly as close attention to politics as I do. And, and she's more center than I am. Uh, she be forgetting speaking. things. She just took one look at Biden and she's like, is that Biden? Is that really what he looks like? And, and so, again, someone who doesn't even pay that close attention sees him for two seconds and goes, that's really our president? He's that old and frail and fragile and out of it? And that can't help but hurt him. And he's got to step aside. Yeah. And then and then the, the other thing was he was done. He was walking away and somebody said something about Gaza and Netanyahu. And th there's a disease going on right now in the American government from from Biden on down. They don't know what victory looks like because Israel is about to win in Gaza. And in war, victory is not pretty. OK, it's not a parade. You don't do a parade yet. You got to you got to mop things up. That's the phase that Britain, uh, Britain, that 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 uh, that President Sisi of uh, Israel is at. But let's see, anyone can do it. Um, and he came back to the podium. He could have he could have said, uh, "We'll ha issue a statement tomorrow or whatever." He came back to the podium and mumbled around. And I'm of the view, as you know. Wait, where? I've got the phone. This is this is better. <laughs> So he doesn't like he doesn't like being yelled at. So he he comes back to the podium, shuffles back. It's like eight thirty on the East Coast. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza in the Gaza Strip. But by that he means the entire war since the. Since Hamas slaughtered babies and raped women and killed 1,400 people on October 7th, everything has been uh, Israel's righteous ability to respond. Has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian and the collective faces on the White House press corps. Because <laughs> they're they're all like, he, he just spent ten minutes telling us he's mentally I'm acute as, sharp as ever. Yeah, and uh, material to get in. And I mean, he looked old, and he not not a master of the topic and the whole thing. And I mean, the, the it, it it does point to uh, something I've detected in the last month. Uh, as Israel has made progress in their their war goal, their war aim of ending Hamas's existence, regardless of what the uh, popular opinion of the of the uh, <clears throat> Palestinian people is in Gaza, Israel's going to make sure they're wiped out. They get on a the survivors take their cash, get on a Qatari plane, and fly back to Qatar for the rest of their lives until the tennis ball explodes on the racket or whatever. Right, so. Israel needs our support 
and uh, and and confidence right now because they're about to win. And the, and I I don't not everything is Hitler, but I mean <clears throat> this really is. Um, you know, saying that you know Stalin's really going over the top. He's really destroying Berlin here. You know, you you've already won. I mean, just stroll in and have a parade or whatever. No, um, the, Israel's going to win uh, a a a justified war. Um, and it was ugly, and they have they believe me, the Israeli people uh, they don't think it's over the top, but they do take very seriously the sacrifices they've made in infantry lives in Gaza. They they know it has to be done, and hearing this old man spend ten minutes mumbling around, not remembering when his son died, and then getting angry that he was even asset and uh, and the whole thing. Uh, telling them that they're over the top because they have F-15s and the Palestinians have paragliders. You know, I, I'm sorry, but there's no obligation to, like, go in in sandals and a man dress and a slingshot. Of course they're over the top. They're militarily superior, and they were wronged very badly. I mean, you can take all the analogies in American military history you want and apply it to those. <clears throat> go ahead. It's easy. Low-hanging fruit. But um, th th this part— the question in the report was at some point they asked, uh, they had asked, you know, when, when did your son die? And his, his son died, I want to say like 2015 or something. There was a remission in his brain cancer. It wasn't due to, um, it wasn't due to burn pits or they don't know, but, uh, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Well, they, the question was, do you know? <laughs> they, they know. They know the correct answer. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of... Every Memorial Day we hold it. And he trails off because he forgot the name of the church, uh, the rosary that he wears from Our Lady of the dot, 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 dot. So in, anyway, it's a sad day. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you it's a sad day and be back and tell you it's a sad day. Back in a second a.m. Sun Sunday, KTTH. Ma'am, some somebody KTTH. The Beatles did five five songs back back in the day, back on this day in 1964. Um, live TV, you you could do. They, they did a set of three, then they came back and did two two songs on the Ed Sullivan Show. And right out of the gate, what did they play? I think the first set was I Wanna Hold Your Hand. Or... I think that was in it, but it was not uh, the number one. I don't know. Close your eyes and See, and that's live. Yeah, that's the thing. That's 100% live. And they, and they looked, of course, with their hair and the whole thing. Um, one of the questions at their, at their now famous rollicking press conference, someone asked George Harrison, how long does it take to grow your hair that long? 
You know, their hair was over their ears, and it was straight. And all that. George Harrison said, well, you should have seen it yesterday. Because he was the funniest. But it was uh, Billy Graham famously uh, canceled his sermon that day because he wanted to pray at home for the soul of America and all this. And then when he saw them, that they were courteous, English chappies, you know, from Liverpool. Wearing and suits with the skinny ties. And the kids were going crazy. And A uh, watershed moment for American television, the music industry, pop culture. Things were never the same again. And it inspired songwriters for the next 60 years. And they're the not sitting there. that they produced. They're not singing, behead your parents and put their heads on poles <laughs> or anything. Hand, how dare they? Yes, I want, then I want your other hand to reach in his pocket because there's acid in there. And some marijuana or whatever, yeah, you know. So there, there, there was, uh, there was fear and the whole thing. But anyways, a cultural moment that I, I, you know, I don't think is, has been replicated since no, then. Not even close. Yeah. In, in terms of population at the time and how many viewers they had, astronomical numbers. And then when you know they say, oh yeah, the K-pop, BTS, or like the Beatles. Okay, no, not really. Not so much. Uh, well, I happen to have the 25th Amendment right here in front of me. I'm going to read every single word of it. Um, here we go. But uh, not on air. Don't worry. Uh, well, so um, the, the, it's so funny because there were two huge news events yesterday. The Supreme Court hearing uh, arguments about whether or not uh, a, a state can dictate who's on a national ballot. And that's what it really what it boils down to. And the way it sounded... When even Katan, the youngest, the rookie, Katanji Brown uh, Jackson, um, she points out that the, the, that amendment, the 14th Amendment, says nothing about president and vice president. Uh, and all. And so it really sounds like they want to slam dunk this, uh, this deal. A great day for Trump's legal team yesterday, due largely in part because the Democrats continue to try to overplay their hand against the former president. And uh, look, even MSNBC, one of their main commentators, had to admit an unmitigated disaster. Is this is this Neil Ketchell, the guy who wore the Elv the the Elton John glasses and the speedo with wings at Burning Man? I remember that. Was that really you got to see Burning his Instagram Man? post. Yeah, well, oh he was gosh. stuck. He was stuck there. Okay, Former Obama's uh, 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 solicitor general. I've watched over four hundred Supreme Court arguments. I've done fifty myself. I would tell you. This argument did not go well for the Trump challengers, and that's to put it mildly. I probably have some other adjectives that I won't um, say on air. But I'll drop some ass and go to Burning Man. Uh, so Trump, as you might imagine, and I, have, I, I you know, honestly, I have, didn't check True Social overnight, but Trump has got to be spiking the football on Biden. He did react to the SCOTUS hearing, and <clears throat> I don't know if we have to talk about his uh intellectual decline or not but um it was on mic there's no cameras in the supreme court but i, I think i think uh i don't know we'll, we'll we'll decide here i just finished watching the supreme court i don't know if they did like hand puppets or shadow puppets for him it's a beautiful thing to watch in many respects it's unfortunate that we have to go through a thing like that i consider it to be more election interference by the democrats that's what they're doing uh, the good news is we're leading virtually every poll. We're leading uh, the, I don't even know if we have. Now, having learned to interpret him, <clears throat> I'm going to say, I don't think he listened. It's, I know he didn't watch it, but I'm going to say all he was told was it went well. He didn't listen to a second of it. Um, or else you would have said, it sure sounds like we did pretty good. It, it sounds like even those 
that the liberal, uh, the three lesbians uh, that are on there, it didn't sound like they were skeptical because it did sound like they were skeptical. Maybe you wouldn't call them lesbians or something. But uh, anyway, um, if you had listened to it, because the thing, every time I dipped into it, somebody, probably liberal, like Elena Kagan, was pointing out that. Yes, you would. One state would be dictating how the rest of the states vote uh, and who who even won the election. I mean, what if the most populous state, what if California took uh, uh, a candidate uh, off the ballot and, and the whole thing? And, most and that- boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront right. is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. And the Colorado guy wasn't forthcoming with uh, with the answers and stuff. So anyway, that that's why I think because the reason I didn't waste your time with it is because it was boring. Oftentimes, uh, too much legalese. History's fulcrum is oftentimes quite boring. Uh, look at that. What are those? What's that Roman legion doing? Well, they're crossing the Rubicon. Well, watch out for your horses there. Okay. I mean, it's you know. And and so that's where I I don't blame him for not listening because nobody did nobody but former uh, solicitor generals and and U.S. attorneys uh, did um, and stuff and then the other one was Tucker Carlson interviewing Putin um, and it was largely a, a Putin a, a Bond villain monologue uh, he just he just went on and on and He's on nuts. and on. Um, Tucker got in about three questions in the first hour. And he, yeah, and and he, uh, Putin went on the half hour explanation from 962, I mean, the year AD 962 to yesterday about why Ukraine is Russia. The Make same, makes sense. The same hooey that has been shot down by most every uh, Slavic historian there is. And even through, and, and not only that, but, but through translation. And so it was a, a pretty, you know, pro forma. I knew where Putin was going to go on this. Uh, and that would have been it would have been news until 5 p.m. when Biden came out and hijacked uh, the, the narrative and said, no, look, look at me and watch, watch my mental acuity. Let me let me whip it out here. Um, and so uh, with the backing of CIA, of course, the organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. We should thank God they didn't let you in. Although, it is a serious organization. I understand. So anyway, it was two hours of that. Did I sense some sarcasm there in Putin's voice? <clears throat> I know. Ripping Carlson. And I for... like that the, 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 I wonder if the translator was a Carlson provided translator or a Russian to say, back, back in the day, as you, as you Americans say, back in the day. Um, and then I got, because I, I was thinking, if you really want to splash you come home with Evan Gerskevich, the the Wall Street Journal guy who's coming up on one year, uh, but Putin knows he's not he's not hand, he's not going to get any points uh, on that. Evan Gerskevich, who's the Wall Street Journal reporter, he's thirty two and he's been in prison for almost a year. And I just want to ask you directly if, as a sign of your decency, you would be willing to release decency. him to us and we'll bring him back to the United States. We have done so many I'm gestures of goodwill out of decency that I think we have run out of them. We have never seen anyone reciprocate to us in a similar manner. Oh, I-, I don't know, go ask Victor Boot. Jeez. So, I mean, what a, what a shocker, uh, dictator lies. Right to uh, to Tucker Carlson's uh, face, and then because, uh, meanwhile, in Washington, 
uh, you you have an angry old man screaming at camera that he's not uh, over the top. I've seen the headlines since the report was released about my willful retention of documents. And this is this is off the teleprompter, by the way. So if he if he sounds more lucid than usual, um, then that's uh, uh, th that's why. This these assertions are not only misleading; they're just plain wrong. In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about anyway. my recollection of a Anyway, he's, he lost his marbles and all things. So, I mean, if you're Tucker, you got to be mad because that was supposed to be a big splash. Um, and <clears throat> I'm trying to, I, I'm going to have to read about the history of this because on February 10th, 1967, uh, LBJ was still president. He hadn't announced that he was not going to run, nor, nor, nor would he accept the nomination of his party. He didn't want to run for re-election in 1968. But the 25th Amendment was ratified on February 10th, 1967. In case, Section 1, in case of the removal of the president from office or of his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. Let's get to the money. Um, section 3, when the president transmits to the president pro tam of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. And until he transmits to them a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president as acting president. But when, that's when you call your own number. How can the cabinet, the upper officers, call the president's number for him. How do you remove the the old? If the old guy's delusional, how do you remove him? We'll get to that. Section four. Right after this, send a checking of your texting in the week. 800-465-8770. AM seven seventy KTTH. Okay, I said I said remission. I meant relapse. All right, AM seven seventy KTTH. Front suits here. Checking the texting. Sixty six says Bo died when the cancer went into relapse, not remission. Okay, but anyway, um, he he died at Walter Reed. He didn't die taking a hill and all that. So and but that <clears throat> the things affecting or um, related to his son's death are the 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 thing that trips him up on the facts the most. By him, I mean. Um, Biden and uh, so a check of the texting will commence here in just a minute. And it was um, <clears throat> uh, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney from New York who started the cavalcade uh, last night. She called on members of the Biden administration to explore removing President Biden under the 25th Amendment after a special counsel cleared him of any wrongdoing but painted him as an elderly man with failing memory. And then in a in a rambling, uh, well, it was supposed to be an announcement, but he took questions. He basically was making the case that apparently he should be prosecuted because his memories is fine. Uh, in the letter obtained by The Hill, Congresswoman uh, Tenney wrote to Attorney General Merrick Garland Thursday night to share her grave concerns. After concluding that President Biden knowingly and willfully removed, mishandled, and disclosed classified documents repeatedly over a period of decades, 
Uh, U.S. Attorney Mr. Herr nevertheless recommended that charges not be brought against him. Uh, special counsel's reasoning was alarming. Uh, she said uh, da, 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 uh, his 388-page report investigated how documents from Biden's time as vice president ended up at his Wilmington, Delaware home and an old office space. Her determined that he willfully retained the documents but didn't bring forth any charges because he described him as an elderly man with poor memory. So then her argument was, and it's a sound one, uh, if he's lacking the ability to execute his responsibilities as president and argued that the report shows Biden's not competent to stand trial. So therefore, quote, it is incumbent upon you to explore proceedings to remove the president pursuant to the 20th Amendment uh, to the United States Constitution, as seen here. Um, she wrote, President Biden needs to be charged or he needs to be removed. There is no middle ground. Um, and so here's the deal. The attorney general is one of the the principal officers, as they say, of the cabinet. Uh, sex state, obviously. Sec def, obviously. And the AG. Not You know, would Buttigieg be in the room? I don't think so. He has a door plug to stick back into 737. Okay, but the, the big fish would be part of it. And that's Section 4 of your 25th Amendment, whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, uh, transmit to the president pro tem of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives the written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office <clears throat> the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. And you would write out the term and the whole thing. And so, it, but it goes on. Thereafter, when the president transmits to the president pro tem of the Senate, and, w w and unless there's a tie, the only time the vice president uh, presides of the Senate is in case of the tie. Then they're the president pro tem of the Senate. Otherwise, it's the majority leader. Um, anyway, da, 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 what, uh, when the president transmits to so the president pro tem of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that no inability exists. So this is here's how you get your your civil war. Uh, he shall resume the powers and duties of his office unless the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive as so stipulated. Uh, may by law provide transmit within four days to the president of the Senate. Da, 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 their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties. So they go back and forth. They say, you know, he, he writes, they write. And of course, uh, in 1967, we still communicated by parchment and ink. <clears throat> Congress shall decide the issue. Assembling within 48 hours for that purpose, if not in session, if the Congress within 21 days. So in other words, you, you get what's happening here, that uh, if the people closest, closest to the president from the vice president, you know, to, to that inner circle of cabinet people, they, they, they notify uh, the House and Senate that the president can't play ball. The president can reply and go, no, I've been, I'm, I'm playing ball. Then the, that crew, the intervention crew sends one last letter to Congress and the Senate, no, really, he's crazy. That's what he's saying. What do they say in the letter? And then they vote on it. And so, uh, I mean, I, I didn't have that on my bingo card, but, I mean, until 2024, if you did not have Biden loses his marbles on your bingo card, that's a bad bingo card. You're at the wrong uh, tribal casino.
for that bingo card. That That's the one that was on most bingo cards since the day he was inaugurated. And he even said he implied as much when he ran saying, I'm going to write the ship and then walk away. He Something like, didn't he say something like that? Something like that. It was, he gave, he gave the impression that, you know, he was there to, to, you know, stop the flooding, stop the list and, uh, you know, write the ship and then walk away or, or something. But, uh, I, I mean, that's, if you missed it, that's how bad last night was. The 25th Amendment, ratified after former President John F. Kennedy was assassinated, is a procedure for replacing the president in the event of death, removal, resignation, or inca incapacitation. Because what if Kennedy had lived? You know, I mean, he'd be clawing helplessly at the inside of his coffin. But the important thing is, in 1963, he'd if, if it had been um, a paralyzing headshot, there had, there had to be a procedure... To remove him or get him to sign a resignation uh, or something. Anyway, the congressperson, uh, Tenney, reposted reports of her letter, which was first obtained by Fox Digital. And I'll uh, get to that. But uh, this it's dead serious. It's, it's dead serious stuff. Uh, next hour, a, a new whistleblower of blowing the whistle at Boeing at Everett. Does the 787 have similar problems as... The door plug thing, Dealey, well, the, the guy paints a, a nasty picture, so, um, and we don't know who he is. So now, <clears throat> now I have dog-eared, let me count my dog-ears in my genuine U.S. Constitution. So, obviously, Second Amendment. There we go, Article, uh, no, I mean, not, let me start with, yeah, Section 2, so, in case you steal my... Constitu my constitution, and I have my name uh, in it, by the way. Uh, Article 4, Section 4, and so I can probably undog-ear that for now. Uh, there you go. Uh, Second Amendment, Amendment uh, 14, and the the one that implements the income tax, and now the 25th Amendment. I rather have a feeling that's going to get uh, used uh, this year. So anyway, 25th Amendment, Section 4, GOP is calling for uh, the cabinet to think about this real hard. And that's the thing is <clears throat> they're the ones who know better than anyone else. And and also, as long as they're playing that game about, oh, well, uh, our European allies are worried about Trump uh, being the president. You know what? Today they're worried about this old man that they have sat next to at the G7. And they know that he's out of business at noon and he has to go and lie down. And they've seen it in real time. They're just being nice. And I mean, you know, don't get me Justin, don't don't make me Justin Trudeau you on this one. But all of our, our allies have seen it, especially when they travel. When, when he travels uh, west and goes to Asia, they all see it. They, they see that he's a old, tired guy. No, no vigor. You know, like every once in a while, he'll break into a half, a half step and then he'll go back to the walk. But... No, this is serious, and I, I can't play it for laughs. It's dead serious stuff, especially after having, you know, being hammered in the 80s about Reagan was too old, about that whole thing, that whole run. Okay, now you have a guy in real time who's just losing it, and they let him get out there. So, I mean, what does that tell you about the loyalty of his staff? Because otherwise, you would talk him out of last night. 8 p.m. last night, old man gets up, puts on his, his suit, <clears throat> tightens up his tie, and you let him go out there and do that? He was supposed to just read a statement, but you know he cannot help but 
uh, stop and, and listen to a because um, he's a well-meaning uh, elderly man. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged. Anyway, why don't give infants melatonin like this one daycare did? You'll they'll they will yank your license like nobody's business. Um, back with hour number two and the week here Friday the 9th on Beatles Day 2024. Uh, 1964, the 60th anniversary of that deal, if you care. Um, back in the second, AM 770, KTDH.